Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down with Bruno Fratus, who is a three-time world silver medalist in swimming, as well as a bronze medalist in the Tokyo Olympics uh, for the 50-meter freestyle. Uh, We talk about everything from how strength training has impacted uh, his performance in the pool, to growing up in Brazil, the difference between uh, the support people get in athletics in Brazil versus the US, uh, and a million other things. It's a really interesting podcast. He's a really interesting guy uh, and has a lot of good messages to share. So I highly recommend you stay tuned for this episode. As always, make sure you screenshot this episode while you're listening. Tag me, tag Marcus, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some Hybrid Legacy brand apparel, which is the official apparel of the Hybrid Performance Method as a whole, as well as Hybrid uh, Unlimited, the podcast. While you're at it, check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com. We have every program under the sun from Olympic weightlifting to powerlifting, strongman, general fitness, CrossFit, everything in between. You can do seven days completely free just by clicking the seven days free uh, option at checkout. Um, And that's it. So sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago and I had a lot of questions about, you know, the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels. And as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work, they go to the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. And after the Olympics, of course, after the pandemic and all of that, everything just doubled price. Yeah, it's and I was like, you, you know, have to look like, in the areas where there's well, not a lot of people. You're now. talking about how even Coral Springs has changed so much. When I came here eight years ago, this area was like a ghost town. Like there's a couple mm-hmm. couple shops, you know, here and there. Panther Coffee was there, you know, like a few spots, but it was mostly it was like just like Overtown, like it was kind of the hood. Mm-hmm. And now it's like one of the most desirable places to be in the city which is crazy when when the first gym opened it was down on basically 20th street like on the border of like a pretty dodgy neighborhood what you'd consider to be overtown and like the people there's still random people because we used to just train doors would be open the gates would be open and like we would just get the most insane people coming in walking into the gym like asking for money and like Hayden befriended <laughs> Willie the flower man back in the day became homies with the dude that guy was really cool this guy he yeah. would he was an looked like at least to be an older man I'd say like 60s or 70s 
and uh he was you know a little bit out there homeless but he would climb palm trees to get to the top to grab the 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 leaves and then he would make little like either flowers like decorative flowers Uh and stuff and sell them and he was around our gym all the time we like on a first name basis we'd always be talking to him and he was he was pretty cool guy crazy yeah, yeah, like a little little entrepreneur. Yeah, the last three years around here have just this neighborhood's unrecognizable. It changed, right? Yeah, it changed a lot. Well, it's like the the whole world looked at Miami and suddenly realized that it was just ripe with opportunity. And this neighborhood, like, so back in the day, my grandfather had a house, uh, had a big a big building right across the railroad tracks, and this. All Midtown, you know, like, you know, the little Midtown neighborhood, yeah. all they had there was shipping containers. So it was like a shipping container storage yard. Oh. And some dude came from New York and bought the whole thing for 20 million bucks and turned it into that, like by selling it off sure. and building condos. But this neighborhood was way dodgier. <laughs> Coincidentally enough, shipping shipping containers home are crazy on my algorithm right really? now. Like, like, oh, the, yeah, you're into yeah. it. Yeah. They're cool. All day long for They're really cool. For some reason, I've been seeing a lot of... Um, Container houses. Yeah. I, I think they're really cool. cool man. They super are. Cool, yeah. I've seen some interesting architectural proposals from people trying to build them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the logistics are or if it's even like an easy thing also to do. Also, another crazy thing that just crossed my mind here. I have, a friends, I have friends selling their home in Fort Lauderdale because mm-hmm. they tell me it's right by the interstate and uh, intercoastal, right? Yeah. Yeah, intercoastal. And they said that insurance went up pretty much 400 yeah do you know why uh so florida is one of the worst if not the worst state in the entire country for home insurance so the way that it works is is, is that only because of hurricanes it's mostly not mostly it, partially hurricanes partially fraud so a lot of insurers don't want to insure houses in florida because of both of those reasons because if if let's say a hurricane hits can think about the damage, right? So there's twenty billion dollars they have to come up with. Yeah. We'll bankrupt them. So now there's only a handful. There's maybe like less than ten insurance companies that will insure homes in the whole state. Mm-hmm. So this year they're even predicting double digit percentage increases in homeowners insurance rates in the state, which is fucked. Because like if you're a homeowner, you're like I think when I I think our insurance bills maybe doubled since we bought our house three years ago, which is just horrible. Well, yeah. With taxes and uh, that's not even including taxes. I mean, yeah. Forget that. No, I mean, just to get our house insured, which we have to because we have a mortgage. The that that insurance bill has gone up for mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, it's. I'm surprised there's even like ten left. I thought it was down to like citizen was covering like ninety percent of the I, the homes here. It, there's there's, I don't know the number. I don't have citizens, which is weird. Everybody has citizens. I have. I do now by default. Business. Oh yeah, of course. Because my insurance, the insurance company I use for my house, went under or pulled out of Florida. Yeah, but think about it: a hurricane just hit uh, Naples, near Naples. You know, ten, twenty billion dollars in property damage. Somebody's got to come up with that money if they all have homeowners insurance policies. Yeah. So if you're a homeowner or an insurance company, you you go bankrupt or you have to go to a reinsurer who then insures yeah. you. Which is, I don't understand that world really well, but I basically understand it, and it's. It's a terrible business and it's terrible for us and the state government really hasn't done anything about it, which I don't know what they will be able to do, but it's a huge problem because it makes already expensive homeownership even more expensive. 
coming what? coming from Brazil, it's crazy to try to wrap my head around the concept that in terms of natural disasters, you're not mm. safe anywhere in this country. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like yeah. You, ha you have hurricanes here, you have tornadoes up north a little bit, you have blizzards. Earthquakes. Even north, you have earthquakes, you have fires. For forest fires, that's right. Forest fires in the West Coast. So you're saying in Brazil you got nothing. I mean, you have Brazilians. <laughs> you guys, that's I mean, what that, I've heard. That, that just makes it equal. Yeah, yeah we, we make, <laughs> up, we make up for everything. Like the one time I asked Fernando, like he was, he's like, "Hey, you should go to Brazil." Or I, maybe I asked him, I was like, "I want to go to Brazil one day." He's like, "Bro, don't go there. It's so fucking dangerous, bro. You can't do that." Like, really? Yeah, he's always inviting no, me. No, he said only with him. He said, oh, okay, "If we go okay. with him." We're I was going to say, he cares way more about your safety than yeah, mine. You don't, don't want to go to Brazil. You don't want to go. I'm sure you guys heard this word before. You don't want to go to Brazil and behave like a gringo. Right. You know? Yeah. And behave like a foreigner, so how, like a tourist. How do I look? How do I be less gringo like? I would just call Fernando, man. <laughs> no, no, There's no, no, no chance for me. He looks straight up North American. I think he means call Horacio. Right. Yeah, call Horacio. Yeah, He'll switch you out. No, no one's fucking with you. But the thing with, with uh, Brazils and Brazil and Brazilians is that everybody who moved here moved here for a reason. Of mm. course, we're all very passionate about our country, about our people. And uh, it's either... Um, it's also not because we we just quit on our country and our people, right? It's usually when we come here and we move here and we decide, like myself, to become citizens mm -hmm. in the U.S., it's, uh, it's because we came to a level of frustration towards our country and our government and uh, our culture and our people and basically how things work. In Brazil, that we just looked for a better solution. Well, we we stop we stop fighting to change something because we just realize nothing's gonna change, and we try mm -hmm. to save our family. So talk about that. Like you grew up in Brazil, right? I grew up in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. I left Brazil. I moved here. I was 24, 25. But what was it like growing up there? It's beautiful. I mean, it's amazing. As I said, we have no natural disasters. We have no hurricanes or anything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and by the then, way, hurricanes they don't happen that often. People throw. Oh, they, they, people they, don't care they about them every here. year. What? Yeah, but they have a hurricane season. They just <laughs> you don't even about? have a whole season for it. <laughs> I get it, but like the dangerous ones, they usually hit places that we don't care about. Hey, dude. I'm... <laughs> Dude, right. I come from the outside and they all look pretty dangerous. Apologies to, to anyone. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> by the I'm just saying they don't usually hit Miami, right? Like, yeah. And usually, no, but it's, it's yeah. When you grow up here, you get used to it. But coming from the outside, it's a okay. crazy concept. That's, that's man. fair. I, Once I a year, you have a season that nature just goes like fuck berserk you. on you and <laughs> fuck you, and I gotta take all you have and wipe it off. That's fair. But okay, yeah, right. that's a good it, point. It's just beautiful growing up in Brazil because you have amazing food, you have amazing people. Code, it's a, a, it's a country so culturally rich. Yeah. And uh, regarding to food, to music, to art, right? But by the other hand, it's uh, I feel like it doesn't give you the as much opportunity. Yeah. As the U.S. does. <laughs> Right, and uh, there's always an extra level of of hardship, especially when you try to to begin with uh, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. in Brazil and have your own business and try mm -hmm. to like make it for your own. 
it's uh, it's very hard. It's very hard. Why? I come I come from a I come from a privileged family. I think I can say that that I wanted to swim when I was younger. I wanted mm. to become an athlete, and my parents had the mean to invest in my career, to show me the proper um, paths, ways I should sure. take. But uh, not everybody has the same privilege, right? Mm -hmm. So for those who who don't, it's uh, it's. As I said, there's an actual level of hardship, and I'll, and trying to make a living, mm -hmm. trying to make it at life, try to be successful and financially successful, it's uh, it's a bit harder down there. So that's that's when I say that you get so tired of how things work, and also urban violence. I mean, you go to São Paulo, just when you start normalizing getting robbed at gunpoint, that's Not when good. things went south. You know, mm -hmm. because in Sao Paulo, we're not, it's, uh, every time I go down to Brazil, I got so used to, of how things work here. And even if you're, if you're in Miami, which is not the safest place in the world, right? Right. But I can still walk here and go from point A to point B, carrying my cell phone in one hand or driving with my window rolled down. You cannot do that in Brazil or have a gold chain on my neck and nothing, I mean, pretty much nothing. It's going to be really hard for something to happen to me here. Right. In Brazil, yeah. it's... If you do any of this, that these are rookie mistakes down there. I mean, like 100% what, something's going to happen to you If I walk down the street in Sao Paulo oh, with my phone got, in my hand. Someone's getting your phone. Like 100%. 100%. This man. is the same wow. exact downtown, thing they said downtown to us in Colombia. Especially, and if you're, let's say you're on GPS or if you're catching an Uber and your phone is unlocked, these guys, they're such pros in what they do that they're going to wipe you clean all your bank apps in five minutes. Wow. What do you mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So if you if you're in the Uber? No, if you're like, if, you're if you open, have like, your iPhone yeah, or your unlocked. cell phone unlocked. Right, right, right. They're going to oh, wipe so they'll, your they'll bank snatch it. They and they'll go into your bank account. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so when things like this start to get normalized, like yeah. you just don't walk in the street with your cell phone. You just don't drive with your window rolled down. Yeah. That's when... When you're there and you're just on the go, on the run, and you just don't think about it, it's just what you do, it's okay. But at some point, you just stop yeah. and you're just like, wait this a minute. Fucked up. You know, this is this is really messed up. Yeah. And uh, and you start looking for better solutions. And that's how pretty much all of us. So when did here. you come to that? You're, what was your like aha moment? You're like, I can't I was having this. I was having panic attacks at traffic. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was shit, having panic no. attacks at traffic. Because, because I was stuck in traffic and in Sao Paulo where I used to live is really common for like motorcyclists. They have a lot of, uh, we call it motoboys. They have a lot of uh, small little 125, yeah. 150 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little CC motorcycles. Yeah. Small little dirt bikes. And they ride in the, the lane split and they go like, I don't know, 80 yeah. miles an hour and you're stuck in traffic and they're honking just like, dee -dee 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 -dee, so no one do anything stupid and knock them down and uh i was starting to have panic attacks with all this scenario and i'll spend like three four hours a day in traffic and it'll take forever Five. for me i'll live if i walked to the swim pool to train that'll be 40 minutes but driving and traffic and looking for a parking spot will take me over an hour wow Easy. would you what is it i'm guessing it's safer to drive though or it's, is it? I think I think generally we're good drivers, you know. Yeah, but like in terms, well, of, getting in terms robbed. of yeah, getting robbed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, would you prefer it, it to happens, walk or man, drive? It happens. It happens. I mean, I was there. I was there uh, 
last year and there was stories about people just throwing bricks in your window and oh my god popping it open and they would just reach for so, whatever they can grab back up back up a second because like this I, i'm really curious because i've heard this a million times i was just in colombia for like two weeks i heard the same exact thing from every local don't walk on the road with your phone don't look like a fucking gringo you know if you go out like oops. you have nothing on you yeah oops <laughs> you can't have anything backpack they were like very adamant telling me this so i followed the rules and nothing happened but i could yeah. see how easy but like what happened in brazil's history yeah, it's where pretty this much the same thing. by any by any means i'm here to trash my own country it's not no bad. no, no. i don't want to know the history yeah, yeah like, sure how did, how did it come to that like why is that normal now? Uh, like, what, was it like that when you were younger social growing disparity, up? i think okay. A okay. lot of social disparity. Brazil has been the, the the country that ever since I remember, it's always in some sort of financial crisis. Okay. And there's a lot of hunger. There's a lot of unemployment. I mean, I'll have to be, uh, I'll have to really know the history to really talk about all that. But no, just from your perspective. Yeah, uh, from my perspective, is really it could be the greatest country in the world. Really, 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 for everything you have, but it is not because of stuff like that and it's getting weirder you know it's getting really really weird and i'd love someday to just have the opportunity to come back in a more okay. decent scenario but right now it's crazy right now i'm just here trying to make it for my family and uh, and, and do people there do they blame it on politics <laughs> like left versus right or oh there's a lot of politics everywhere in the world it's it's just as polarized as here yeah right Especially with the news today, I don't know if you guys saw yeah, it. I'm I'm aware. Aware. It's, uh, 30, yeah, Trump with 34, uh, 34 accounts. accounts. Of, probably, probably the first of many. falsifying uh, yeah. business documents, yeah. right? Yeah, business yeah. documents, campaign finance. He was finance raided the police uh, over uh, at a 126k. So powerful boy, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really mixed about that. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to think about it. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know yeah. if it's good or bad. I. I mean, on one hand, I don't think anybody's above the law, but oh, on the other hand, it's like, I, I, and I don't like the guy. Like, I'll just say that out outright. I don't like him, but I can't help but think why. Now there's a bunch of other investigations that are going on into him that See, I think there, are legitimate. There are, things, there are things that are above our pay grade. Yeah. You know, <laughs> For things sure. that happen that yeah. people like us were just into sports yeah. and strength and performance. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't, even like, I don't even like to have an opinion on that because usually when you take sides, you end up being extremely disappointed in sure. the end of the day. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. start with no, I really think no one's perfect, of course, duh. But I think at the end of the day, these guys are all friends. No matter yeah. if left or right, these guys are all you ever, friends. You ever heard of a comedian named George Carlin? I'm not sure. He's an American comedian. Old he school. Was old school. But he had the best. Can you can you pull this up? It's, it's a clip that his joke was talking about politics, saying it's all one big club and we're not in it. So his, his he was yeah, a. It, it made, yeah. So I, his big joke, and this guy was a like unbelievable social commentary comedian. And he was way mm. ahead of his time like a fucking just fucking knife to the heart of everything and one of the jokes that he made was talking about oh yeah i know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know he got he got he, he was like amazing he was one of the most prolific comedians it ever. is it is but one he, big club he said part of it yeah I it's do, one big yeah, club and you're not a part of it right so talking politics i don't know if this is it george 
Oh, it is. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. <laughs> the illusion of choice. I've been right. reading. I've been reading one or two things about the illusion of choice. And you know why? So you brought up the Trump thing, and we were talking about his arrest today. And yeah. I don't care what your opinion is on it, audience. I just hope the memes keep coming. Right. Honestly, the best. <laughs> I'm memes, just here for the comments. Yeah. The best memes I've ever seen. Have you seen these memes on Instagram where they have the the voice, like the AI voice generated presidents? That's all scary. That's it's, scary. Dude, it's scary how good it is. And they're all yeah. playing like Minecraft and scary. shit, and they're getting really good. But okay, the reason I thought that it was interesting that we're talking about this is you just had something very similar happen in Brazil. Yeah, you had Lula elected, somebody who was a convicted criminal, right? And that was later expunged, and he ran for office, and he was elected, and there was controversy around that, Oh, right? man, as I said, I don't even like having an opinion of that. He was oh, controversial. No, no, no. I, no, no, yeah, I don't know what I, the, I, I the history saying. is. It was controversial, indeed, but yeah. I don't know. No, it's just similar. I don't know the history of it. I don't have an opinion. Yeah, so it was really controversial. I think, I think things get really bad when... People forget we're, as you said, it's a big club and we're not part right, right. of it. <laughs> yeah. People forget that we should be helping each other yeah. instead of uh-huh. just dashing each other and fighting over political views that, sure. you know, I mean, it's sometimes, it. sometimes we're even torn a family apart. Right? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. It's it's not worth the it. The Trump thing in the United States was we the most all, controversial be, political thing ever. All, we should all be trying to figure out ways of making things better for for everyone yeah. as human race and not fighting over like dumb no, political it's, views. The, it's the just, Trump thing in the United States was probably the most polarized yeah. any of us have ever seen politics, and it's continuing to this day. And it's I, I'm an I'm an independent. Like I don't I don't give a shit. You know, it's like I just vote whoever I think is the best at the time, and I move on with yeah. my life. But there's a lot of people that this is like their their life part of their identity yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well whatever makes you happy i guess and there's one thing i was going to talk when i was uh, watching the comedian is that i mean conspiracy theories they sound crazy right and they sound really dumb sometimes but you're going to tell me none of them make sense to you a lot right. of them do well even we've talked like, about we've talked about alex jones uh, for sure oh, we've talked about alex jones on the podcast before and like he's obviously gotten a ton of trouble uh, you know over the last few he years he was right about a lot there of stuff there was a lot of things he was right about and everyone thought he was crazy and then all this information came out about the exact conspiracy theories that he was talking about and you know he was yeah. you know he was right I mean, maybe maybe out of pure entertainment i don't know because i don't really love watching tv so i spend a lot of time yeah. watching stuff i choose to to watch on on the internet but the conspiracies are fun conspiracies are fun man. i spend more <laughs> yeah. time than i should just yeah. watching Listen, yeah. watching how they done the pyramids and shit you know? <laughs> Dude, that's a good one that's a great you know one, yeah. my sister was I thought she was batshit crazy because she used to think, or she still thinks that they were built by aliens and stuff. And then I'm like, that's nuts. Like, you know, obviously they were built by humans or whatever. But then you start to, like, I've seen some documentaries where they, like, What's try to lay just, it out. that just came out recently? He, the guy was on Rogan. I just oh, watched it. It was pretty I, I interesting. I to it. They try oh. to lay out how that could have happened. And you start to think, like, wait a second. No way. 
Like, what? No way. Right? Like, you're yeah. telling me a bunch of dudes in the desert rolled stone for a hundred miles and built yeah. 10, ten, ten, ten tons of stones? I think I saw cuts on this one. And the yeah. Bible said it was, I'm Jewish. The Bible said it was Jews? No, no, no. I'm not buying this story anymore. Oh, That's you crazy. You haven't heard of anything? No, <laughs> my people at the meetings, at the, meetings, at the secret, no one, no one the secret world government Jewish meetings that they all talk about. <laughs> no, I, I haven't heard. We haven't no talked about it. Maybe at the next meeting. Yeah, yeah bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it up to the tribe. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think that they're cool. But, you know, I, you, your point's right. Like, we're humans. Like, we're just, like, imagine that we just start talking politics we're all friends, and then all of a sudden you have a different political view than me, and now I hate you. Like, yeah, that's, that's just so stupid. stupid. That's the stupidest stupid. thing ever. And, so, and, and sometimes that seems like it's the goal. To be know? divisive? Yeah. Do you think that also happened in Brazil recently? Like with the elections? So. Like people got I very... Think so. I think so. When you make people extremely passionate about their views, it's almost like they start to advertise you and your views for right. pretty much for free to make it their yeah. mission. Yeah, well, that's true. They attach out. themselves to that thing. And, they have and, the same then, thing and, with then forget, and then you forget what should be the priority. And I mean, it's... Um, and at the end of the day, none... Any of... Any of the sides are right, huh. right? All right, we've gone down a rabbit hole. I'm really curious about your your swimming background, the Olympics you've competed in. Swimming. Let's go. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So let's start with how how you got into it. Swimming. How do I got into it? I I used to I used to do a lot of sports when I was little, right? And as I said, I, I was really privileged to have parents who understood. And they still understand, of course. What, what did uh, your parents do? Uh, what was their business or jobs? Or... Uh, my mom, she's been a housewife ever since. And my dad, he's an oil engineer. He's the guy that Sweet. goes offshore. And, oh, nice. I mean, yeah. That's a good job. And that's, that's a badass yeah, job. Yeah, he's a gangster. That's, that's like a man's job. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Hanging great. out in an oil yeah. rig with a bunch of I dudes. Remember he had, I remember he had the orange jumpsuit with yeah. the hard hat. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's badass, Sick. man. That's badass. You ever see the movie Armageddon? Yeah. Old, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I always, you ever see that? Bruce Willis? I don't know that oh, I did. On. You yeah. haven't seen Armageddon? It's a classic. Sue me. Classic. Yeah. All right. Classic. So like the whole, the whole premise <laughs> of the movie is that there's an asteroid coming to Earth and they go to an oil rig where Bruce Willis is the, the oil man and Ben Affleck's there. Liv Tyler, man. Don't Liv Tyler's in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they go <laughs> snatch these oil. Yeah. This is the first time I ever heard about like oil workers. And no. they go snatch these dudds off an oil rig and they got to go blow because up an asteroid. Because they know about drilling. Yeah. Right? That's, that's a great movie. <laughs> they just bring the, the fucking the, the B squad. Like the fucking, these guys are degenerates. They're all living out in an oil rig. <laughs> there just, you go. There just you go. Crazy. Yeah, so, okay. Movie. So your dad was so, a, a yeah. gangster. And, uh, uh, sports related my mom she was a tracker track runner okay oh, cool. on her high school days and my dad was uh into motocross a lot oh, you know whoa. motorcycles freestyle that's a crazy sport so i think that's their sports background but they really understood the importance of sport in um in building a child's character mm -hmm. right so i would do soccer volleyball and and bmx surfing jujitsu boxing all this stuff. I really used to love boxing, but swimming just got my attention because it was almost like a financial decision because I'll go to a weekend, I'll swim like 10 events and I'll come back home with 10 medals mm. and some other like soccer. Mm. I'll have to play for 
two weeks to maybe get one, one medal. Uh, okay, so I see. I was just trying to get the best bang from a buck. Yeah, yeah, you okay. Know, in, my, in my child's brain, they yeah. made a lot of sense. Oh, so there yeah. wasn't like actual, like you didn't get money for the medals. No, the medals oh, were no, the no, medals no. were the money. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I just feel, I, yeah. I think I had eight, nine years old. Okay. I just felt really rewarded. Rich. Getting, getting really you know, rich. Coming back home Shit with a lot of hard work yeah, yeah. and of a weekend's work. And uh, of course you follow whatever you're good at. Sure. Right. So yeah. I had I had I mean swimming was easier for me to I think understand, you know, in terms of like neuroplasticity and all that. So I just followed swimming. And I started developing, developing. I wasn't that great when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then watching, starting to get interest before Olympic Games or Championships and all, and starting to watch that. I mean, that was so cool. And I just followed the the rabbit hole. Well, you, you, know? you said initially you weren't that good. Was there a oh point, not point, at all, not at all. Was there a point where that changed, or like, or some realization that you had, or difference that in your training? That haven't changed. That haven't what changed to this day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you, mean? you have think, a bronze medal hey, at the Olympics no, when, when you when you get. When it gets to sports, at least, I think every field must be able to relate to what I'm about to say somehow. But in sports, there are talented people mm-hmm. and there are hard workers, right? I always consider myself to be more of a hard worker than a talented swimmer. Of course, I had a little bit of talent, but let's say my superpower was still kind of is to get my ass kicked and come back wanting more. You know, it's kind of like a Rocky Balboa kind of yeah. mindset. You know, shout, Rocky out, shout out Rocky. Did something in particular teach you that value? I don't know. I don't know. Like, is there something your parents taught you, or like? Yeah, maybe- there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge, especially coming from my dad and my mom, always being so loving. You know, I knew oh, we could always get back home, and I'll have you know I like this mom there story. to to comfort me. But my dad taught me a lot of this being a man kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know. You really want something you you can either find an excuse yeah. or go out there and do it oh how how am i gonna do it I, I don't i don't care that's your job you figure out you tell me you yeah. know so find a way i like that you're you're bringing up your relationship with your parents because a lot of people's stories they really romanticize tough upbringings which i think is i don't know if it's weird but it's like i grew up with a great family i know hayden did too mm-hmm. still i see my parents every day <clears throat> still like they yeah. live two blocks from me. I think it's I think it's cool to hear that you had a, a good supportive family that gave yeah, a shit was, about what you wanted great. to do. There was never pressure to perform. Even when I was, I was a kid and I mean, endless times I told them I wanted to quit because I had training the next day and all my friends from school were going to the movies, right? to, to yeah. a concert, to do to the park, to do whatever. And I couldn't go because I had practice and I was, of course, I'll get frustrated and I'll just tell him I wanted to quit. And my dad was like, okay, you want to quit? Quit. But he like called your bluff. But yeah, how <laughs> yeah. like, was that? It's pretty smart. That. Yeah. You want to quit? You quit. It's it's your choice. It's your life. It's your career. And then you hear that and you're like, do you oh, really want to quit like, though? Oh, shit. Or are you just frustrated right. because you wanted to do something and you have to sacrifice this yeah. little something for a greater good? Did he ever explain that to you and say like, "Hey, like, look oh, at the yeah. big picture"? A lot, a lot. Like, think so about there was future. a lot of there was a lot of uh, a lot of um, you know. Um, I'll I'll just gonna 
excuse and miss the the words in English, but I'll call it like emotional maturity, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you I, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. just uh, trying to mature as a in terms of understanding my feelings and uh, and knew what my feelings meant and learn how to name my feelings and learn how to make uh, choices based on yeah. that. So there was a lot of that too. So I just kept following swimming. I think that's a big principle in the strength sports world. I know our background is like powerlifting, weightlifting, and there's nothing more demoralizing than going into a session, getting the shit kicked out of you by the weights. Because it's like you're fighting this nameless opponent. It's just a, it's an object, right? And the, and the weights don't change. They right? don't care. So no. Obviously, it's it's pretty much the same thing in my sport because yeah. time doesn't change. No. Right. So if no, you're clocking no. slower times, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. You're doing something yeah. wrong. There's nothing right. wrong with it. The swimming pool is 50 meter long. Right. The time yeah. is the same since the beginning of time. So you're not going to get pissed at the water. Like the water is not going to have so a conversation with you. Clearly, you're messing up. <laughs> right yeah so we just gotta but learning that's cool together. i love i love i think that what i learned in the gym informs everything i learn in life like how to to be in business and how to be a husband and how to do all I, these things i and cannot remember who said that but there's a there's a really good relation it's a metaphor when you're squatting and weights are trying to put you down yeah, and you have you to get, get back, back up, up. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great mm, metaphor for life you'll it never is. learn that better than under 800 pounds crushing your spine <laughs> oh, eight, yeah 800 pounds they all have to lift a whole week to a whole up, week a whole week <laughs> to, 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 to all right man i'll take you up on that uh no i mean for, for a swimmer I, I move a lot of weight yeah but there's a limit i need to i this, need to make myself accountable for accountable for because uh i cannot get like super i cannot get super tight right because I, I need the mobility i need to be able to do underwaters and all of that and i cannot get heavy and dense sure that so makes sense you start swimming your eight or nine like how did you get picked from whatever you were doing when you were young to start on that olympic development track and national that's team another track? thing i wasn't picked i just really start knocking doors so yeah. you you like Oh yeah, absolutely, you sold yourself. absolutely, absolutely. Oh, because we, because, because of my dad's job, we, we would move a lot, right, from town okay. to town. And I was always looking for for um, new clubs. Yeah. And I was always the new kid. So when you ask right. me where do you find this competitive fire kind of thing, I think being always the the new kid, I had always something yeah. to prove, right, to be accepted. And uh, of course, there right. was. Back in the day, the the name the word bullying wasn't even a word, wasn't even a thing. But of course, I mean, kid, it was kids just life. Are, kids are brutal, man. Yeah. Kids oh, are yeah. brutal. And exactly, that was just life. You, yeah. you say the wrong thing, you yeah. get beat up. That's yeah. that's how kids are. It's probably the same in Brazil now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same everywhere. But... No, no, in America, they take that very delicately. <sighs> It's a little let's, different here now. Bullies yeah, kind of bully let's, though. Let's, no, 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 no. I have an opinion on that, but I do, I do think this generation's a little softer than. Also, it I'm gonna send you yeah. a great meme page after this. Our boy, oh, yeah, our yeah. boy Duke Gomez. He's <laughs> a favorite of mine. But yeah, so I had always something to prove, right? And I always wanted to be accepted and have my own, like, let's call it my value. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think I invested so much. And when the time came to apply for college. My, my parents had the conversation, so what do you want to be when you grow up, right? 
what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to swim. And my life was like, my dad was like, what the fuck? You want to do what now? You want to do what now? He's like covered in oil. Yeah. And I was like, you want to do what yeah. now? You're not going to college? That's not a job. Might as well have been Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zoolander and I do this spin. Right? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I just told him I wanted to be an Olympian. And it was like, well, I wasn't expecting for that, but okay. Just as we always done, uh, show me, show me a solution. Bring me, bring me a solution, you know. And that's what I did. I went after the the biggest swim clubs in Brazil, and uh, starting to send emails and making phone calls. And we still had landlines. Oh, yeah. you were. Yeah, during the landline <laughs> big thing, wire. No one, no one Sick. takes a call. I'm waiting for someone. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for a call. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's when I went to São Paulo and started training, really, really training. And was it like a national team there? It's a yeah, it's a national. It was a national team. And great, great. What did you do? You just you like hello, Mister National Team. Yeah, I I went to the head coach and I introduced myself and he was looking to me. So who's who's this little break here right <laughs> and uh, i just introduced myself and uh he gave me like a list of things i had to accomplish including it was so much fun because it was to make the first, team to make the team oh yeah. cool I mean, you remember nothing, them? nothing official he just came up with a bunch of stuff trying to discourage but at least me. you had like actionable things you know that's a good thing that's a good thing and that's a bad thing about athletes and uh, I'll talk about it in a minute. Right. Just don't let me forget about it because okay. that just brought something really cool. But uh, he gave me a list of things I had to accomplish. He just came up with it, maybe trying to discourage me because I mean he never he never heard about me. I was 16 years of old years of age, and uh, I was in nationals. It was my first nationals ever, and he was like, "Oh yeah, so uh, nice meeting you. And uh, this is my athlete here. This is my swimmer." You guys are going to compete at the 50 freestyle. He's the actual national champion and just beat him, win the race, and we can talk. And my first <laughs> oh, that's all. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, that's all. Beat the national and champ. That guy was like all your right. size, dude. That guy was 16. He looked like he had four kids already. He had a full <laughs> set of beard. Like I have four kids? <laughs> no, but you do have a full set of beard and oh, like okay, okay, packs, right. you know? Right. And that guy that. was 16. He had packs. Who the hell has packs at <laughs> 16? He had a full man. beard? He dude, he he was like he was Fuck. a fuck. He was grown, a man, dude. He looked like he paid taxes. Grew up in man. Brazil. <laughs> he looked like he paid taxes, man. Yeah. But to keep paying taxes. I like that line. That's right. Use that. That's how you know a real man. That made man paid some taxes. He paid taxes, year. man. He looked like he was worried about his four one k or something. Yeah, he looked sad. That's what yeah. you're saying. He looked right. sad because he, he just had to write a tax and, check. To some exactly. dickhead in the government. He, he looked like he looked like he was fighting something. <laughs> and uh, see, that's what happens to you when you watch so much Theo Vaughn, man. Theo Vaughn comes <laughs> up. Theo Vaughn comes up with the best. He comes up with the best lines, bro. Yeah, the creative. Uh, there you go. So like, creative. Oh, you got that from Theo Vaughn? Uh huh. Is that line from Theo Vaughn? It looks uh, like he pays no, taxes. No, but it's the same line of thinking. In my opinion, he's the best comedian. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, in he's actuality, fucking epic. But yeah, and I mean, that guy was huge, and he was already champion and all that. But in the end of the day, I I beat him and I won the race. Oh, for really? my surprise. Wait, so but, you went up against the bearded man with pecs, four yeah, kids. Yeah. And you beat him to he get had, up. He and had what four the coach kids, said. man. He couldn't sleep. I had all the sleep. I got recovery. <laughs> and what did the coach say? He was just like, and he oh. was like, okay. And he He's gave like, me fuck. another list. And I, I, oh. I went through the list and I did all that. And by the end of the year, I was a two-time national champion because we had oh. like winter championship and summer oh, championship. Shit. 
All right. I won both and I did all that. I mean, I was really, it was great timing for me That's because sick. I was starting to develop. Did you think you could beat this guy, by the way? Like the initial. I, I don't think I thought. You're just you like, know, all right, I fuck didn't, it. It like, wasn't an option. You're just like, it was so to. fun because I came out of the pool and I was so excited to won. And some, like, one of the guys came to me and said, dude, you almost made the cut for Worlds. And I was like, what Worlds? Are we having Worlds? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's going to be here, Rio. It's the same pool. Really? What was the cut? What? And I was like, but it was, I was, oh, that's that's so cool. I, yeah. I didn't make the cut for like 0.20. But I think that wow. put me in a state of relaxation that I was not worrying about any yeah. of this. Yeah. That I just, I mean, it was just fun. So yeah, I, I did all the, all the things, all the tasks. It's like those Hercules You're tasks. being very like, mysterious. <laughs> yeah. what, what were these tasks that he, he set you out to do? It's like win both uh, national championships and try to make the national team in the in the 50 and uh, the 100 and the relay easy and stuff. Uh, break i think it was break like 23 second on the 53 which at that time by that that age group yeah. was really fast so wow. it, it was actually like becoming relevant you know at that age group at juniors mm, yeah yeah so i did that and then I was applying for colleges also, and the same day that in the states or in uh, no no in Brazil in Brazil, in Brazil. Okay. I wasn't see back in that time we didn't have any so I I, I sound like a seventy year old like a war veteran or something <laughs> back in my I day mean, in Brazil back in my day in Brazil <laughs> in South America yeah but it was just two thousand and six but there was no such thing as Twitter or Instagram not even Facebook we used yeah. to use like MSN Messenger to I mean, talk oh to yeah friends, I was right? still in Canada yeah. that was the shit back and in the we, day and we we'll yeah, spent a lot of time we'll on download there. songs with uh, LimeWire Lime Lime Wire. Wire. Uh, fuck yeah because Napster just got banned right. because uh, half the time you think you're downloading a song thanks Metallica Lime right they, yeah. they banned Napster but then half the time it would be porn you exactly. download like yeah. red hot chili peppers and, and it'd be some terrible, <laughs> some terrible quality music or just and a virus ruin your 10 different computer. viruses <laughs> yeah. in your computer yep oh dude those are the good old days that's when i built my good first computer yeah, limewire immediately because i'll be downloading all the songs yeah man it'll be like Fuck two that. months to download the whole sun 41 yeah, sick. album <laughs> yeah. you know? sick. Sick. so much music. Uh, i used to like sun 41 sun 41 yeah. was still sure. good yeah I still got some bangers good. out there i was working out this morning you're listening to papa roach oh Whoa. yeah remember that's papa a throwback roach? yeah man they were like yeah. on every tony hawk game ever <laughs> yeah. tony hawk man see good old days blink 182 yeah that was like songs but, about you yeah we didn't have any social media so it was hard for me mm. to get information that i could actually use swimming to pay for my tuition in the united states right. oh so i was applying for colleges in brazil and all that and the same day i got a call from this same head coach and he told me okay uh you can come uh there's a space for you but we can all we can only pay you like 300 reais a month which is what's that in like, was like 300 bucks a month dude back then it was like oh bless me. 150 dollars a month <sighs> And I was like, oh, you guys get paid to swim? No. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's another one. That's <laughs> a good meme. Uh, that's a yeah. good meme. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that movie with Jason Sudeikis or whatever. You're getting this amount? You're getting that amount? Yeah. You're getting paid? Yeah. You're getting paid? Yeah. You're getting paid to yeah. swim? That's awesome. Swim. I can have like yeah. 300 so you were bucks to do whatever I want. Yeah. 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 So I was stoked. Yeah, great. And I just started that, that good old like routine thing, you know? So like, you were in school getting paid, or did you? I, did you have I didn't. To go to I try. I try to go to school in São Paulo, but we don't have the collegiate system in Brazil. Oh, that which okay. is, dude, God bless America for that. God bless Truly, America. God bless America, man. Truly believe that. And uh, 
because a collegiate system allows you to yeah. improve your athletic career, invest in your athletic career while getting a degree. A full scholarship, a too. A full scholarship. And these guys feed you yeah. and give you <laughs> give you a place to crash in the end of the day. Dude, all right. Bro, As, aside from see that. What, see what I'm saying about opportunity? Yes. Yeah. So if you're a football player in the NCAA system in the United States, you're treated like a god at your university. Yeah, and you still get a, a muscle and card. now you're able to make money. They just passed a law, or they changed the rules in the I NCAA. Guess, uh, now they yeah. can get paid. They can get compensated while yeah. they're George, in the NCAA. George, you see what the hell's going on out there? Yeah, go fuck that guy. Should we, should we pause? Uh, no, it's okay. We can keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Huh? Huh? Tell him, tell him to stop. Tell him to stretch. Oh, is it just like that? It must be the heaviest guy in the world on the tre treadmill. I thought it's someone smashed the paper towel. Water break. Get a Gatorade. Yeah, it is. So it's just in the treadmill. Is it a big boy? I don't know. Whatever. It's all good. We'll keep it, go keep it rolling. Right. We won't, it won't pick up on the thing anyway. Yeah, Still but fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought someone was out there on the paper towel dispenser just hammering it. <laughs> That's how uh, foreign the idea of the running fuck, is to you. Come you. here to run. <laughs> yeah. You come here to run. Come outside, man. Yeah, this is not the place. There are like thirty different types of barrels, bar barrels out there. And you come here, here to, to run. run. Oh, come yes. to the best outfitted strength gym. In fucking, fucking all LA of Florida. Fitness, man. That's a walking only treadmill, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't run to save my life. Man. Really? Oh hell no! Swimmers don't run. Nothing. Nothing. You're telling me nothing. Like you'd be as some bad as me. Some swimmers they try to fight no, nature. No, his endurance, I'm sure, is no. Great. But some swimmers they try to fight nature and they still try to run. But I think I don't think it's it's beneficial at all. I think it goes against it actually. Why is that? Why do, would you? As I said, you're laying flat, right? All your training or you're performing, you're performing, you're you're training to perform horizontally, right? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to generate? And you need the mobility. And right. the elasticity and the flexibility. Why would you mm. want to generate any adaptations with impact on your joints and your spine while running? It's, Is it, it goes against it. So, but so, how do you find that it's different when it comes to like squatting or Olympic weightlifting or or any of See, that stuff? That's that's tricky because I need to get stronger, but I cannot get. To, I mean, I can. I need to get as I, strong as possible. But I need to stay away from size, from hypertrophy. Right. I need to stay away from tightness because it generates a lot of tightness. Yeah. So I find ways to to get stronger without going through this hypertrophy and tightness and, and lack so you, of you think makes sense. That's, that's, that's essentially so, sort of yeah, what, do right? do, what do I do? Uh, because I like it. I mean, I it's something. I should not be doing all the time, but because I like it, uh, at the beginning of the, my season, I go deep squatting, I do cleans from the floor, you know, and snatches from the floor, full snatch, and grab catching the bar all the way down, and uh, deadlifts, but that's because I like it. Yeah. You know? But it's only like six weeks tops of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I start taking um, reach off, you know, reach um, like range of motion, range of motion. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I start to take depth 
That's that's the okay. word I needed. Depth out of the equation. And then so you're doing more like power clean, like yes. that kind of stuff. And then I start taking eccentric movements out of it. I okay. go only concentric. Okay. So, so what's that look like? I kill, so what are you doing? I kill a rack a year because I'm always dropping the bar on the rack. I try not to have <laughs> okay. I try not to have when I'm tapering, when I'm getting closer to, to world champs, to the Olympics, I try not to get any eccentric load. Because that's what causes the breakdown. That's what causes stress and right, sure. and all that. It's also a huge portion of why, like when you you look at, you know, let's say powerlifters uh, versus Olympic weightlifters. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones, and because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. The majority of the loading in Olympic weightlifting is uh, concentric. Right, yeah. you're not very slowly going down into a clean. You're exploding up, and then you're dropping down really fast. And that's case scenario, you're just up with the breaking bar the bar, or just stopping the bar from yeah. the, even lower. Exactly, yeah. So that that makes a lot of sense, and that's why you know you can deadlift maybe once. And that's a week the thing with Olympic lifting, right? Snatching every mean, day. If you watch the movement, you're not supposed to bring the bar up. You're supposed to get underneath yeah. the bar, and then. Right. Just to bring it up just high enough that you can get under it very yeah, quickly. Exactly. So, Which, again, Fernando, amazing that he could do it that quick. I've yeah, never seen a man. Fernando's a hell of an athlete, man. I was just telling you. I, yeah. I don't know if, he, if you guys got it in camera, but I was just telling you guys. No, how that impressive. was before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, how impressive it is for a guy that size. Yeah. Be so athletic. So he's strong. He can sprint and he can throw mm. hands. So he's yeah. probably the most dangerous and mammal in, in dangerous the, mammal. Most dangerous mammal in uh, in, in Earth. I'll be honest. I was saying, you know what? Some hippopotamuses might have a problem with that statement. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, guess, I can see Fernando throwing hands with, uh, with a hippo. <laughs> I can see Horacio. I pay good money for that. Yeah, he might find a hippo. But you know what? I was saying when Thor did that uh, boxing match against. Uh, Eddie, or when he was supposed to originally, and then um, uh, who was it that subbed in for him? Devin Larratt. Devin Larratt, also a great athlete in his own right. Yeah. But I was like, damn, Fernando could have gone into that and boxed Thor, and that would have been a real Thor, fight. Thor looks slow, right? He's certainly not as as quick as Fernando. Yeah, like, Fernando. I don't know if it's just that like got that that Spanish pop to him or whatever it is, uh, but he's just he moves like he's just fucking fast he is you know? he's explosive like, he's fast he's he, can, just... he can jump he can jump he can do box jumps and uh and no, leaps buddy. and all that it's i was it so surprised because when he first started like boxing here doing a little <laughs> bit with kareem he was i don't know if you know kareem or not um but he's our boxing coach here uh -huh. who also knows uh all the reese's yeah. uh and he was like uh, still 160 kilos at the time and I'm watching him move, and I'm like, "Holy hell, this guy yeah. moves better than me." Yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm half the guy's weight. Yeah, I'm that's like, wow. That's an athlete. Man, there's really something. Is. There's something with that Olympian mindset, mm -hmm. you know, that takes you, takes you to a different direction. Well, the Olympics are really interesting to me because it's like <clears throat> you can 
be a powerlifter and you could compete against the best powerlifters in the world. That's your discipline. And like you're drawing on a pretty small talent pool to begin with to go into any of the strength sports. When you get to the Olympics, it, the the equation's different because you're drawing on the best talent pool from every country on the planet mm. in every one of those sports. And so, you invest. And, and they invest. You have like sports yes. medicine, science, coaches, and physical therapists, and, and all that. And you basically live yeah. for it. So actually, question for you. What is that support like from the government in a place like Brazil? Like, are you guys, once you make it to a certain level, very well taken care of? Once once you take it, once you make it to a certain level, you're extremely well taken care of. I mean, you have everything you need. I live in the US and I train in the US now for because of a personal option. It's a personal choice of mine. Right. I just like in here. I, I believe in this country and I mean, I just like being here. But I could be in Rio right now with uh, housing, meals, and oh, wow. salary, and uh, everything. So when you did know? you make your first Olympic team? And what was your first Olympics? 2012 in London. You went to so London. I went to London, Rio, Tokyo. Oh, my God. Wow, you've done three Olympic three Games. Three Olympic Games. And you're going to yeah, do Paris? Three finals. Whoa. Three finals. And, uh, you're yeah, Paris and Tokyo. Paris, Paris it's uh, next year. You're going? Yeah. That's okay, so tell, I want to hear four. the story. Four Olympic Games in your belt. Olympic Games. That's yeah. insane. Four like, Olympic what was the first one like? How'd you make that team? And like, what was so the, the first thing, Olympics like? The thing like? with Paris is that I just uh, I just underwent uh, shoulder reconstruction mm-hmm. um, six months ago. I had a surgery in August, and then another one in January. Mm-hmm. So I really just, I was really trying to rush through my recovery process mm-hmm. and do the level of anxiety that brought me. It was just insane. So right now I'm just like. I'm chilling. I'm coming here. I'm making new friends. I'm talking to podcasts and I doing my rehab and I mm-hmm. lifting weights and I'm swimming eventually. And when I'm ready, I'm ready and we'll see when it happens. Okay. Because the, and that's one thing. I don't know if you guys want to research about this. Some people call it a mental health crisis in Olympic sports. I do think for you to reach a certain level of performance, you get, you have to be a little messed up in the head. Have you ever seen that that video uh, McGregor did where he's talking about I lost my mind to this game and that whole thing? I think that's kind of what you're talking about. If you want to watch some really good, a really good documentary on that, watch The Weight of Gold. The Weight of Gold? The Weight of Gold. The whole thing is narrated by Michael Phelps. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Weight of Gold. It's arguably heck. like the greatest swimmer of all time. Oh, arguably my my ass man that guy is literally <laughs> the best athlete who ever walked this earth and wh- yeah. what was the bi- the big controversy that he is what is that he got caught smoking marijuana yeah like a party after he, i mean like he got eviscerated for that here he yeah got, like, and, but then it became yeah, legal I, I like no 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 i know, I know but like people freak and i'm i enjoy marijuana well, it's because he was all like kellogg's no, freak out about boxes. it i wouldn't freak out no, no, about but the media the media so, in olympic sports in olympic sports we have a really strict rules about yeah. doping right i'm aware yeah. steroids and recreational drugs and at some at some point i think even a certain amount of caffeine and alcohol were prohibited 
but that was they were super, but you, it was such a high bad. amount of caffeine they'll kill a bull <laughs> i don't like i that. don't get the marijuana thing like how i i don't get how in the end yeah, you know what's interesting the nba just allowed their players did, to yeah. smoke yes, marijuana. yes but like i'm aware of right, that. think about it if you're an olympic athlete what is marijuana so going to do to enhance your performance I, the arguments i've heard and tell yeah, me I mean, if, it's the same if, you, you if you're a shooter it can bring your heart rate down and that's the thing it needs to be the same for every olympic sport Depends how nope. much you do. Surfing. But you can definitely bring your heart rate up. You can definitely bring your heart rate up. Bring your heart rate, yeah. But Trust surfing me. had a problem with that. I think skateboarding had a problem with that because they just Snowboarding became too. an Olympic. They whoa, just became whoa, an Olympic whoa, whoa, sport. Whoa. They they didn't let the snowboarders and skateboarders do it. They wouldn't have a sport. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> because, because, out. that's one of the cornerstones of, of the Olympic movement, right? There's, I think there are three factors that make something be against uh, doping mm -hmm. policies, be a doping violation. Mm -hmm. It has to either, it has to be two of these ones. It has to be legal. It has to be bad for your health. And it has to alterate your performance somehow. Mm-hmm. If it checks two of these boxes, it's doping. It's illegal, right? So you have steroids, you have recreational drugs, you have all this kind of stuff. And uh, because of that, and marijuana, just make clear, it's illegal in competition. Out of competition, it's legal. Let's oh, say, but you're smoking at a party. It, yeah. If he smokes in a party and he gets tested the next day and he's not competing, it's okay. Oh, okay. But the thing is, someone took a picture. Someone, I, let's use. He let's was ripping use, a yeah, big no, let's, bomb. Use, <laughs> let's use real words. He, someone read him out. Yeah. yeah. Right? Someone read him out and threw it to the media, probably made a couple bucks out of that picture. And For sure. it became this big drama. But I mean, what, what, what doesn't become drama? Nowadays, well, right? but you know, yeah. But, but, yeah, you're right. But, still, but, but, but for a guy like that, it you almost can it hurt his reputation yeah, pretty you severely. Argue, you can argue, bunch of sponsors dropped him. Yeah, you can argue he hurt his reputation. You can argue it was a bad example for the kids. You can argue whatever you want, but at the end of the day, that guy has 36, 30 every Olympic medal out there, <laughs> and he broke every world record. Oh, mm -hmm. there and, and the controversy was because you ripped the bong at a party. And dude, this controversy like, is just rip away. so <laughs> my friend. stupid. Dude, this controversy is just so nobody even talks. No, about No, no, but anymore. it was that was and a then, big yeah. thing. It was big at the time. Yeah. Plus, yeah. plus, plus, also he's the nicest guy on deck. I mean, every okay. time, every time, he's sick. Yeah, he's a big, and that's something I don't, I don't talk publicly, but he's a big mental health advocate, right? What mm -hmm. was did. What has he made public that he struggled with? Like yeah, the, yeah it's it, it is public that yeah, he has struggled with, and about I it. had my own struggles. And I text him, and he made sure to reply and talk to me and like be there for That's me cool. and support me when I needed him. So I mean, I'm a I'm a fan girl. I'm a groupie of Michael Phelps. Right? <laughs> I like that fan girl. Keep yeah. that. That's a good I'm, one. I'm a fan girl yeah. of his. I mean, <laughs> I am too. That guy's he's I'm team, an unbelievable. I'm team Michael athlete. Phelps all the way to the end. Man. Hey, That's awesome. Guy. Yeah. So you 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 want to talk about that at all? Like uh, yeah, sure. Because I'm, yeah. I'm very open about it myself. Yeah, me, I've struggled too, with it in the too, past. I, mean, I don't think it's something it, to be ashamed of. When we try to make a stigma, when we do, oh, no. don't talk about that, we just make no, things no. worse. What happens that, as I said prior here, uh, you have to be a little messed up in your head to pursue something that... Think about it. I'm I'm just dedicating my life to cross a pool faster than <laughs> most people. It's a good way to put it. 
Yeah, it's just, in the end of the day, how does that make me better, make society better, make my community better? How, how, how's that, I mean, even interesting to, to you guys? I mean, how, how do we sell that? How does that make me? No, that's a good point. How, how does people pay me money, like sponsors, to cross a, a swimming pool? Mm -hmm. You know? So for you to dedicate your life to that, you have to be a little, you know? A little loose. I think, like, I think, what, and that can be applied to any sport. But I think, like, yes, the, and you have to find a deeper purpose in it. So I usually say that um, the 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 social role of an athlete it's not to perform athletic moves or mm -hmm. or compete or anything like that it's just to be a role model right it's to inspire mm -hmm. it's well, you're, to... you're telling a story i think that the, the most interesting part of an athlete's yeah, whoever, life is that whoever they tell identifies a story. whoever identifies with my story yeah. and whoever gets inspiration from my story and reaches out and i can help and mm -hmm. i can uh motivate people i mean that's that's my role so did you did this uh i don't want to call it a mental health crisis but you clearly something happened before yeah was it did you start to think like no what, what it's am because I doing all it's this because for? i got i got so invested in yeah. this crossing the pool thing that i started uh, to relate my value as a human being my worth as yeah. a human being as a man to whatever the scoreboard showed me okay you know so i'll be i'll yeah, be on the yeah. top of the world if i win a race and yeah. i'll be completely devastated depressive suicidal Wow. If I didn't perform well in the Olympics, and that was it. My first Olympic Games, I placed fourth by two one hundredths oh of a second. Fourth, yeah, by <laughs> two one hundredths of a second. Yeah. Well, your first, you placed fourth. So I mean, two one hundredths of a second. And my last Olympics in Tokyo, I was third. I got a bronze medal, which is amazing. It's the, yeah, it's dude. The explosion who was first? Is this explosion of euphoria? Yeah. Who was first in that? Uh, Caleb Dressel, American. So he was American like the protege to Phelps, basically. Like he was the replacement for Phelps. On... Uh, uh, no, I think I think he has he qualities. Good? I ha I think he has qualities beyond comparison with Michael. Michael was a really unique athlete. So is Caleb, and Caleb is just he's more explosive than Michael. He's stronger than Michael, and he can do things different. They're both, of of course, obviously extremely talented. But it's it's I think is a different category okay. of athlete. Okay. Mm. But um yeah and 2021 i placed third with the difference of i think three or four hundreds of a second so that's the difference between heaven and hell Fuck. having what heaven and hell oh that's yeah, the difference yeah, yeah, yeah. between heaven and hell right i was fourth by two hundreds and then i was i placed third for four one hundred but that's an imperceivable amount of time it, you realize that, it right? is, but one gets a medal, one right, goes on the podium and do press conferences and take pictures and gets praised by everybody, and the other person just gets like, "Oh, dude, I'm yeah. sorry, it must Fourth. suck. Ooh. It must suck to be yeah. you right now." <laughs> that's just and it's it's funny because there's not a lot of sports there's only where one thing, dude, there's time only, is that compressed. There's only one thing worse than fourth place, fifth, second place. Ooh. Oh, yeah, UK, I was going to ask you this. Yeah. So, no, of course, I'm joking. I mean, no, no, but I've heard that before. Awesome, but yeah. I've never heard that saying. I heard because you're, you're the first person who lost. You're the it's first like, You're so close. Yeah. You're so close. Okay. So, being yeah. third, like I was even worse, man. I was the second loser. No, but so you're, then I'm it's kidding. like at least you weren't fourth. You know, it's, yeah. it's much better. Yeah. But uh, I can uh, were you able to, to I have kind of a. Were you able to enjoy the medal? Go ahead. Well, my question is. 
So there's some sports, like for example, Olympic weightlifting, where oftentimes on the 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 in, if you take the entire scale of talent, it, you know, in the world, the world championship is a much better representation of overall talent than the Olympics. Because with the Olympics for weightlifting, every country can only send. I think the biggest team is like oh, eight yes. people, right? Yes. So it's like you know, China might have. 15 people that are all better than the best American Olympic weightlifter, yeah. but they're only going to get to send one or two per weight yeah, class. Swimming, swimming has a limit of two athletes either in world championships or the Olympics. Okay. But the Olympic games are so much harder to perform than world champs. Why is that? So much harder. First of all, world championships happen every, every year. year. One year it's long course, 50 meter swimming pool. Mm. The other year short course, 25 meter swimming pool. So every year mm. have an opportunity. Olympic games every four. So it's basically you were one of two for Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he, you also have two silver medals at Worlds, right? I have uh, three silver medals. Three silver medals at Worlds and a bronze medal. Yeah. So how do how do you compare the silver medal <clears throat> experience? Is that something like is that better like it's, it's or worse different. for you than the bronze? It's at just different. The I Olympics? think. I think the the medals at World Championships were were a display, were proof of my talent and my worth as a swimmer. Mm -hmm. But the Olympic medal just put me out there in history. Okay, you know, kind of made me immortal. So when you talk about swimming the fifty meter freestyle, mm -hmm. my name is gonna be there because I have an Olympic medal. You also That's have a record, right? It's uh, yeah, the first it's the, person to do the 90. Most, the most times under 22 seconds. The most races, the most 21 second races. Which, I mean, it, it's a cool record, but doesn't really mean a whole lot. I think the Olympic medal is the Olympic medal, so, and that's it. Uh, so that's like the, the thing in your career you're the most proud of. Is, uh, if, if, if we're talking about medals, yeah. If you're talking about what in my career I'm most proud of, I mean, it's not even a medal. What is it? Coming back. Just after surgeries, day after day, after trying to be boycotted by by the the system in Brazil, the club system in Brazil. Wait, wait, wait. And slow then, down. Slow oh, down, slow. That, there's so many stories. Well, because all right, yeah. sounds reason, like, that sounds like a good one. The reason I want to <laughs> slow you down there is because we recently had a, a really interesting thing with Fernando, and like I'm not going to talk he about fought, it. He fought with this federation, yep. the weightlifting federation, yes. for a while. Yes. And also, we know Pat Mendez, who competed for Brazil, did the same thing. Do they have an issue with you living here? What can you tell us about they had this? A, uh, I think it was back in 2019. They had an issue with me being coached by an Australian coach. Okay. Or obviously not a non-Brazilian coach. Yeah, yeah. We had personal problems with the national team head coach at the time. And uh, by my wife, who you guys just met yep. here prior. And uh, they just had a problem with that. And they came up with nonsense rules that would not allow any of my coaches to be there with me. And I just made sure to express how unhappy I was. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. With that. Yeah. Uh, including just saying, fuck it, then I'm not going to Worlds. I'm just not going. You know? What was the response uh, to that? And, uh, oh, that was a... I mean that's one good thing about social media, right? Once you have, once you have a big following, and once you have the 
the phone, the personal phone number of the meanest journalists in your country. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those guys, those guys who really like a good story. Yeah, you know, you can you can express yeah. your, your feelings in a in a different level. Yeah. So, can, can we? Go, I want to ask you a question about your experience at the Olympics, which I know nothing about. So, like. What's it like to compete there? And like, how do they treat the athletes? I know Tokyo is probably one of the strangest Olympics yeah. ever held, right? So basically just finishing off here, something nice just came to my mind here. Basically what I'm most proud in my career right now is that mm -hmm. I've earned my respect. You know, in a world nowadays where everybody's self-entitled and influencer, yeah. mm -hmm. there's such a huge difference between being an influencer and being actually influent, you know, mm -hmm. being actually relevant. There's such a huge difference between being famous and being relevant. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much anyone nowadays can What's just the difference? Start... Respect? Respect. Respect. And like, how, how do you think you earn that through the Olympics? Just results, showing work. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the best and most sustainable way of earning respect is showing work. Mm -hmm. So don't don't say nothing. Just shut up and show me results. Mm -hmm. and, and that's don't, it. Don't make a, an so, Instagram post saying work in silence. Yeah, just being fucking <laughs> yeah. silence. Just like, don't post anything. Yeah. Exactly. Here's just my don't medal. Post anything. <laughs> yeah. Here's my medal. That's, yeah, yeah, just don't. That's enough. Exactly. I mean, I like I like to build this persona in social media sometimes, just because I like the drama of it. And I think my sport could use... You call swimmers out? I don't call swimmers out because it doesn't make any sense to call swimmers out because I cannot I cannot swim in their lane. I cannot touch them. Mm -hmm. There's not an opportunity to to do like face-offs. Right. You know? That'd be kind of cool. I do... I do UFC style? I do understand. I do see... I do see swimmers who could have the opportunity of call other swimmers out. But I think where I am in my career right now and how how my race is displayed in a world scenario, it would make a lot of sense for me to call anyone out. You right. know? But I do see opportunity that in swimming and I I I hundred percent believe we should be using that. You could be the Conor McGregor of swimming. You could, or you're like smashing tour buses. Well, about, uh, like when Arnold walked by Lou Ferrigno and yeah. told him he looked a little bit fat. You, you do that just all oh, the yeah, time. I do that all the time. You're kind of really? fat, dude. That, just not publicly, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there, there's a place in swim. There's a there's a thing in swimming called um, call room. That's the room you go before you go to the swimming pool. Uh huh. And you can literally win races at the call room. Just all with psychology. Pure psychology. What do you do? What's your tactic? I've done that endless. Well, times. don't expose your secrets. But yeah, no, if you no, if, but like, but say what give you us can. a little hint here. Yeah, is there something uh, you can tell us? Tell us the dirty secret behind the scenes. Uh, just a little bit. It's a little tease. Just being obnoxiously annoying in the car room <laughs> will do the work. Not letting anyone focus. <laughs> just, I mean, just being a straight up asshole. You know, really? not, just don't sh ever shut up in the car room. So you just sit and you blab your mouth off back there. Yeah, just start chatting with everybody. <laughs> be like that the happy puppy in the car room, you know, that'll be that'll be very annoying. They're like, that's this fucking well, guy again. Because everyone else is like kind of anxious and stuff. And Everybody's just... so anxious, yeah. I mean, some people, the smart ones will benefit from it and will relax yeah, and yeah. just go with the flow. But the mm. really tense ones, 
Or just, dude, that works every time. That was so beautiful because you come to someone who's looking nervous and you ask them, say, dude, you're, you're looking nervous. You're right. <laughs> you need me to call someone. <laughs> but you have, you have, do you have everything on you? Do you bring a cap, your goggles? Don't, don't forget. Like, don't forget to don't hey, don't forget don't forget to lace your swimsuit, dude. You, you don't want to be butt oh naked all day. Like, but just stupid shit. That's psychology. Hey, you yeah, know what's uh, This is I don't know if they have or, or the, just like that's a, just real quick, just a good yeah. one. It's just like being extremely nice to a person all the way to the meet, and when they think they're your friend, you just, you the just worst. become a jerk. You're the worst. <laughs> just show fuck you, yeah, pal. That's amazing. Right, they're about to go. Yeah, but, you, you know what? So my buddy Jake's in town. And he was like, hey, man, I got you this really cool bathing suit. And, uh, you know, I, I ordered a bunch of stuff from this website. So I just thought I was going to grab you one, too. I was like, oh, cool. You know, thanks. And thank God it didn't show up because he told me after the fact there was a problem with the shipping. But it was a bathing suit that once you go in the water, it completely dissolves. <laughs> <laughs> except for the string so you jump in and it feels like a normal bathing suit and then you're <laughs> and just then things naked. are a little looser you're just, than usual then you're completely naked with just a string oh, no. around your waist i think maybe that's something you could <laughs> that's you uh, could bring to the olympics this I'll, is, this is a special this speedy one. just imagine some guy naked yeah. in the olympic pool but the jammers the jammers we wear to race they're the tightest ever What's that? It's What's super it? like we have jammers, right? When yeah. we're hey, racing. What, what was the story with the 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 uniform that at one of the Olympics, or it was like they were too fast? They're oh, like, the full like, no, no, the full body suits. They were made of a rubbery material, polyurethane. So they're like buoyant. It. Is that was that, that the problem? Super buoyant. They had something. It's called air trapping. They'll trap air inside the the suit. It was super fast, and then the. Um, world swimming just bend it why do they care if you guys all swim fast because yeah wouldn't everybody because start whoever runs swimming would hate the idea of making the sport exciting <laughs> yeah it's that's, like kind of like any of the that seems the I case think, with yeah, all i think i think i think we're gonna need that eventually so, i think whoa, whoa, guys eventually. you can't swim that fast yeah, yeah. <laughs> swimming, don't get me wrong. yeah don't get me wrong swimming is extremely exciting for those who already love swimming no, it's the, honestly the finishes in swimming to me are as exciting as the finishes in sprinting. Like, in, yeah, and sprinting is one of the most popular, if not yeah, the most but popular. One thing, event. one thing we struggle with in swimming is to call new audience and mm -hmm. generate interest in new audience. Yeah. You know, we already have people who love swimmers. If you go to a swimming, it's usually like former swimmers and family of whoever competing. You know, you don't have people who are like. Just like you're here working and you buy tickets to go see the heat or the dolphins sure, or whatever. Sure. We don't have that in swimming. No. You know? No. So It's not a very spectator-friendly sport. See, that's uh, – and I think we're missing endless opportunities of doing something like that. But for, for some reason that I fail to understand why – I'm sure. I'm sure there's something I'm not seeing in this in this whole thing, but I, it's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating. Is um is is the sport of swimming? Does has there ever been issues with PEDs, or do you guys ever have a lot? Yeah, really? yeah. Every sport has has problem with. Uh, what, do people, what do people uh, take yeah. in swimming? Like, what's a beneficial drug or something that people like That's get caught great for a lot? Question. That's a great question. Is it like EPO, like endurance drugs, or is it more like? I guess it would depend on the event because some are endurance events yeah, and some are more sprints. It would depend on the but... event. 
Uh, I don't think EPO, but there was, um, I mean, there was forazamide happening. Forazamide? Forazamide. What's that? Mas masking agent. That's a diuretic. Oh, okay. That masks oh. whatever you're taking before. Oh. There's a... Um, I don't even know about that. Like pseudoephedrines. Like a... Uh, oh, pseudoephedrine. Yeah. Oh, that's like a decongestion. Yeah. Like Jack3D. Yeah, oh, like the original formula. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Before he was banned, yeah. uh, we took Gat I remember kick. that shit. Remember I used to Gat take kick? it. Yeah. No, which, which one? You put that's from um, back super. You back said Jack three D, right? That was a comp, yeah, I remember yeah, the Jack three D. Yeah, stuff was great. I never took you Jack three D. Best workouts, and you're brain dead for like yeah. two hours but after. See, <laughs> when they released, when they released, uh, there was a combo: Kriya kick, Liu kick, and Gat kick. You take the three together, it was crazy, and they banned it like six months. Well, they probably <laughs> had. Steroids I was like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, they probably had steroids. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, there's a um, yeah, right. ah, what's the name? That's uh, it's a uh, parkour. Percursor of uh, testosterone. Oh, uh, like DHEA? It's, no, it's uh, I forgot about it, but it's on that it has to do with. I, I uh, haven't with seen a test. lot of like big news coming out of swimming, for instance, like uh, related to PEDs. Like I know weightlifting for sure, cycling for sure, track and field for sure. Like they they banned that chick Shikari uh, Shikari Richardson. Was that her last name? The sprinter? Yeah, for smoking weed. For smoking weed. weed thing. I thought that was insane. Yeah. But also, if you know the rules and you break the rules, it's your fault. Sure. You know? Yeah. There are rules. Just follow the rules. Stay in your lane. Yeah. That's it. I get it. It That's is it. And don't, silly. I mean, it's some people, they go into supplement shops and it's just like kids in candy store. You know, yeah, don't yeah. buy any. Any I don't buy that colorful, story. I never buy that don't story. Buy any I'm sure it happens. I think some people are probably just. I'm sure, but no. I, like that's the most common excuse I've ever that's heard just for somebody stupid. gets popped. That's just stupid. And also in Brazil, yeah. because we don't have access to most of the new stuff that come out in the US, we just ask pharmacies to manipulate supplements, right? Some athletes. And yeah. then there's cross-contamination and then you have to get mm -hmm. like the proof from the lab. It's just stupid. What I do, I work with this company called Nile Foods. They're great. I was just, they're, you know, I just told somebody to buy their stuff because they're Brazilian, aren't they? Or no, they're no, from, no. They're up from Chicago. I yeah. thought that the owner was from No, no, no. Nile Foods. Right. And they actually sent me the lab results because... Years ago, years ago, I, I sent them an email, say, hey, I'm on Olympia. I'm looking for a supplement company to partner with. But I do have this, um, I do worry about doping, right? Because I really yeah. need to get, take care of it. And uh, they sent me a full lab result of every single product they were selling at the time. I thought it was amazing. I like so their I've stuff. Been, I've good. been working with Now really Foods good. ever since. And uh, obviously never had a problem and everything. It's extremely, extremely high yeah. quality. Yeah. What was, uh, what was Tokyo like to compete at? To compete at Tokyo was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. There was none of the BS usually there's in the Olympics. Because when you go to the Olympics, it's all big circuits. Right. right you have to be there for the media and usually your family wants to see you and your friends and all that and there's people at the lobby at the hotel we go to ho usually we go to hotels at training you don't, you camp. don't stay in the olympic village we, we stay at the olympic village during the meet i heard that's a crazy place it is a crazy isn't everyone place. just hooking up with everyone the whole time 
Well, I've I've been married for ten years well, now. Well, not you. Right now, yeah, I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> but the stories are are frightening. <laughs> frightening. Scary uh, sex is happening. Ludicrous. <laughs> Right. Even Usain Bolt got in trouble in Rio. Did he? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. did you hear no, Usain Bolt like lost all of his or a lot of his money? I heard that. Apparently, he got scammed by the financial advisors that he had in Jamaica. Really? Yeah. And they like stole Sad a bunch story. of his money. Like, his he, entire. They went. They went full Mike Tyson on him. Basically, yeah. yeah. They took his entire life savings, pretty yeah. much. Fucked up. That, pretty that's sad bad. story. That's bad. So that's yeah. Bad. Anyways, Tokyo. Yeah. But yeah, Super Tokyo was nice. I mean, nice. The, the circumstances were fucked up. But um, Tokyo, obviously, we were during COVID, right? There was this big um, care, this big worry about the pandemic. So you couldn't leave the village. No one without an accreditation could come in the village. The press conference was really limited. And the, the access, the contact with journalists, with the outside world was, was really limited. So, and there was no spectators. The whole thing felt like, um, it's like a big training session with the best coaches and swimmers in the world watching you perform. So it mm. felt really intimate, you know, it was, it was crazy. It was was like, it, like as a competitor, did you like that more? Like, I like was that. It, I like that. Of course, when you have like public, it's, it's more exciting. Right, but it gave kind of this Fight Club vibe. Fight Club vibe, yeah, Fight yeah. Club vibe. You know, Good just okay. people who are actually fighting there, yeah. and we're just trying to to figure out who was the fastest in each event, and uh, it, it gave up a different vibe. Yeah, as I said, the circumstances were were terrible, but in the end of the day, uh, I'm I mean, no one got hurt. Did you get to you see know? Tokyo at all? Zero. Oh, come I could, on. Dude, I couldn't step foot Fuck outside off, the no village. Way. I couldn't step foot oh outside the village. That, that was the sad. bad part. That was That's the bad. So sad. The village was beautiful. The village was amazing. So I'm I mean, sure. it made up a lot. But yeah, but Tokyo is so cool. Yeah, yeah. we've both been. Yeah, it's, it's a real cool yeah, spot. I, I can only imagine. Yeah, I'm a foodie when I travel, so Tokyo oh, will be literally a food on and ramen there. The best, like you, you could. You could eat out of a gas station the whole time, like gas station, like the little quick marts. They have 7-Elevens yeah. and these things called uh, Lawson's, mm -hmm. remember? Yep. And they have like better sushi than you probably ever had in most places outside of Oh, you get sushi out of a vending machine. I remember, I remember <laughs> we were at the hotel at training camp three weeks before the games and we were at in Tokyo and I asked one of the volunteers because they were allowed to go out. Of course, they lived there. Yeah. I asked one of the volunteers to buy me a ramen from from outside from yeah. the other side of the street yeah, they yeah. came they came oh. back with this doordash thing oh it's so cool it's like so a huge good. portion so yeah huge the, the portions there for the the ramen and the amazing. udon is actually are actually Very huge good. and i was i was really well impressed uh how good their bread is and how their good bread? their coffee is these guys know coffee they, they take coffee they very know seriously coffee. they do yeah. Like the I've, bread, I don't, I don't recall. But yeah, they the, had this bread. They had, I, I was having this breakfast every day. I had a miso soup, uh -huh. yeah. and there was a small little uh, rice loaf. Yeah, with this uh, square omelet with algae yeah. on top of it. It was just so oh, weird. like seaweed. Yeah, yeah seaweed. Seaweed. Yeah. seaweed yeah. They like they take like so in South America, at least the places I've been, Costa Rica and Colombia, like the coffee I had was pretty bad everywhere I went. It was weird because that's where all the coffee's Damn, from. Colombian coffee's pretty you got screwed i, I just didn't oh well, uh, no no there's yeah there's something about it. in brazil in brazil there's this we don't know if it's a urban myth or if 
it's actually true that all the best coffee in Brazil, it's said same story that I've heard. Yep. goes yep. leaves the country. Goes to, yeah, like in Costa Rica where they grow it's like like Australian, Australian beef. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's true. I don't know not. if it's true, but I just there in Tokyo in Japan, <clears throat> they take every coffee shop I went to was like meticulous. Like they did yes. it so well. So it was well. so good. I mean, they're meticulous about pretty much anything. Like engineers, no matter what they're doing. Right. Which is cool because like you can walk around <laughs> there. Amazing. There's no trash. Yeah. They don't even have trash cans. I know. Yeah. And there's just, no jaywalking. No. There's there's like everyone just like follows the rules. Yeah. Everybody has somewhere to be. It's like the opposite well, of Brazil. Just, they're just so <laughs> respectful. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're so respectful. They <laughs> I just, remember telling Michelle that, that these guys are so polite to me that I don't even, I feel like. You feel uncomfortable. I feel like an ogre. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even know how to how to reply. Yeah, no. no I don't even know how yeah. to react it's like, to that. It's like the exact opposite of here. I feel like a barbarian. The one thing, though, the one thing when I was there. <laughs> right? yeah. Coming from Brazil, maybe. <laughs> when I was there, I had like a beard like this, and it was even more orange at the time. And anywhere I went that was really public, I would catch people taking like little sneaky pictures of oh, me like, as a guy with like a yeah. you know like a red beard so different yeah they I just couldn't go into like place. some places i couldn't go in because of my tattoos oh they i got oh, banned yeah. too Gyms, well they, they uh so at, i had less tattoos at the time but i have this one here on uh my bicep and whenever i tried to go into a gym they would bring out a ruler and measure it and it was just under the cutoff so they're like you're allowed to come in but you have to buy an arm sleeve so they put like, you know, like the basketball sleeves. Yeah, I had to put sleeves too. So I had to put a sleeve over the tattoo and buy yeah. it. And they'd make you like buy uh, shoes if you didn't have like special shoes that you didn't wear in. Mm -hmm. They like they had like, right. a lot yeah. of stuff. That's one stuff. of the best parts in what I do is you get to know a lot of cool places. You get to know a lot of different cultures. What's that's... your favorite? Like where's the coolest place you've ever been? Oh man, I'm, I'm in love with Italy. Mm, I love Italy too. so much. That's where my family's from. Yeah, I, I'm, I come from part of an Italian family and uh Bruno I don't say Bruno yeah. <laughs> Bruno Bruno <laughs> and uh it's it's a great place yeah when there. did you compete there where did you compete uh mostly Rome okay I've been going to Rome every single summer oh for sick. years yeah there's a there's a huge meeting I got there. a great restaurant to send you to actually I'll oh yeah you. there's one every corner dude <laughs> there's one pretty know, much every corner that's, true. that's what everybody says yeah it's like when you go to new york city like you tell somebody you're going to new york to give you 50 places to go yeah yeah but europe i have a lot of fun in europe every time yeah where, where else have you been there oh budapest it's one of my favorite places great bathhouse there great bathhouse and amazing food yeah. beautiful beautiful city beautiful yeah. city did you Mar go to the bathhouse there? That's like two or three hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, that yeah, giant, yeah, yeah. Dude. beautiful, beautiful. And uh, so Margaret sick. Island, you know, the island in the middle of the river that cuts the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, have, they have the little golf carts you can ride around. They have there. a little zoo. Yeah, inside. yeah. I went there with my and, wife years ago. It was yeah, beautiful. Super nice. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Paris, London, Portugal. Portugal's super cool too. Yeah, a lot of places. Portugal's cool. I've done, I, I did there, yeah. the Azores. Island right off there. Uh huh. Porto, Lisbon, one other place I can't remember, but I've been there a few times, and that's a, that's a great place too. I haven't been yet. I've been to Australia, been to China, been to oh, Japan. Shit. Where'd you go in China? China, Shanghai. Okay, I've been to Beijing and Tibet. Yeah. I when I was in Beijing, I was in Tiananmen Square, and I was by myself just walking. I went to go see Mao. Did you see? I, well, you you weren't Beijing, but Mao is. <clears throat> they have Mao entombed. 
you There's talked like, about this. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's like he's there. You go Michelle see was in Beijing. She competed the 2008 games. Yeah. Really? Oh wait, in what? Yeah, in swimming. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. Because oh, you were talking about she was WBFF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. swimming. Oh, so she's a swimmer. She, she looked like she, yeah, she, she looks she like you. Swimmer. You guys are built very similar. Yeah. Some, we sometimes we go out and people approach her, say, "So you're an athlete. You look like an athlete." And I'm just waiting for the compliment that never comes. You <laughs> 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 just look like an athlete. But yeah, she looks like an athlete, and I think it's more you rare. You with him? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more rare for uh, for a woman to look like you know very athletic. very well athletic yeah. the way that she does. She looks very athletic, whereas like you look very athletic, yeah. but it's more like. Some guys can go to the gym and like look athletic, but not yeah. be athletic. She's crazy, you know man. I, mean? I truly, I truly believe that if you're the hardest work in the room, mm. if you're the most accomplished person in the room, you need to change rooms. You know, you yeah. need to go somewhere else. And being able to be married to her, it's uh, it's crazy. Do you just always have to leave the room. <laughs> I always have to leave the room man. I never have the last word but no. what I mean what I mean is that uh, I, I respect I respect her a lot in terms of what she's accomplished in life and I always feel like I have to you know to earn those extra points with her to keep pace with That's her cool. you know she pushes me to to be better and I mean she coached me to my Olympic medal really wow, yeah. wow. Oh, she shit. coached me to my olympic medal That's so cool. she she's a olympian as a swimmer then she quit swimming she competed a bodybuilding she was the wbff world champion and then she coached me to my olympic medal when did she she competed beijing she in, won there in 2008 she won gold uh no she didn't get medal but she got oh. medal she got medals at pan-american games and world military games oh, she was wow. part of brazilian navy don't fuck wow. with her. See, see what I'm saying? Don't fuck with her. See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're you got to walk the, room. the line, boy. Yeah. You're <laughs> walk the line. <laughs> she keeps you in line for sure. I we just we had this conversation and before we end, yeah. George, UFC 287 fight card. I just want I just want your opinion on who's going to win. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're this is we're going to make a we're going to make a thing out of this. A few, this few Brazilians on this. All right. We got two of arguably the scariest people in their division, also Brazilian. Who do you got? You know, oh, you, Alex you, and Gil, Gilbert for sure. Okay, I got Izzy and Gil and Gilbert. I, 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 I voted Gilbert. with you already, Alex man. But you know what? I talk to Kareem all the time, and I know how you Brazilians are. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're always choosing the Brazilian. If he was like a, a Cause, ten cause to one know, underdog, dude, we'd still say we know the background. You know what I said, you guys? We know the background. Look, that you man, know, you know, he's like one of the scariest we people know, I've ever hey, seen. Uh, especially Alec. And it's so weird when you guys when you guys call like Pereira or Burns. Pereja. And, yeah, Pereja. We, call, we call them, we, we call ourselves by the first names pretty much always. Oh, really? But, yeah. So you just oh. say Alex? Alex. But there's so many Alexes. Yeah, yeah but we know which <laughs> Alex we're referring to. Okay, it's all but in context. You, I mean, knowing where Alex grew up, can you tell us about background. that? I, I just know that it's like some... I couldn't know. I wouldn't oh. know. Didn't he grow up like living it's in like a, a tribe thing? of some sort? I'm not sure. That's what I heard. That's, yeah, what he that's like the whole like thing. thing. That's yeah, what I'm I thought. Sure. He's got like some tribal but background. I wouldn't know. I could only assume. I could only imagine. But when when he talks about where he grew up, I know what he's talking about. And I know it's... it's Where is he mean, from? His... Uh, Brazil. <laughs> but is he grew up in what south africa that's not 
No, not South Africa. He's like African. African. Yeah, but no, no, South Africa. And then he moved to New Zealand. I thought he was from a different part of Africa. Yeah, but the little story I know about Alex, I know he's a badass. I know, I know he overcame a lot of shit in his life. What about Gilbert? Gilbert, I'm gonna vote Gilbert because we use the same physical therapist, (laughs) so we're we're on the same team. Does he does he train down here? He's from around here. I don't know if he's here right now. Isn't he an American top team? I'm not sure if he's here right now, but he is a scary man. Is he's tough, man? And so is Alex. I mean. That he's actually look, scary. Look at Gilbert, man. He has no neck. How do you choke a guy with no neck? <laughs> you can't. You can choke him. You can't. <laughs> you cannot rock his head because I mean his neck is just like a rock. And I and Alex because he's just a meme at this point. He looks like the stone the stone Easter Island head meme. It's you a know? guy who never smiles, man. That guy. That guy has ghosts. He fights. He fights ghosts. <laughs> he fights. All right. Ghosts. So you you got the Brazil down the card. I, I'm Brazil all the way, man. I'm with you. I'm Even if you. they lose, I got Brazil all the way. For all you have to. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know man. I know Jorge's from here and all that. No, no. Yeah. As a Miami guy, I want Jorge to win. My head says Burns because he's you just... Know, I used to watch Jorge's videos when ba- he was doing uh, the stuff with Brawling. Kibo Slice yeah, yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was some crazy stuff. He's also a, a scary man. He's yeah. the type of dude that'll run up on you in public and but you beat know what? you up. Oh, there, so there's two parts, though, which is crazy. So we're going to this event. And if Masvidal said that if he loses, this might be his last ever fight. So there's part of me that wants to be at Masvidal's last ever fight. And, that, and that's the thing, too. He's, you know? he's extremely intelligent, Masvidal. He's yeah. smart. He's played for the game him, really For well. him to be preparing for a fight, he has, of course, to carry that, you know, that tough persona mm-hmm. to be able to speak talk like that and say that out loud i mean he's he's smart yeah right. he's brazil down the card but i got i got brazil all we'll right see if that comes to fruition i think <laughs> i think that's a good place to wrap up today yeah just uh one last thing any any other questions i've been involved in uh developing and helping uh advertise for this app it's called any question Okay. Okay. Great platform. I don't think there's anything like it. And is it still for free? So if you guys it's called any question. If you okay. go to my Instagram page at Bruno Fratus and there's a link in the bio, you just go there, download the app, and subscribe to it. Uh it's basically a platform with um thousands of uh of specialists in numerous fields mm. you have sports medicine you have athletes triathletes you have swimmers you have track runners you have physical therapists you have strength conditioning coaches and you're just wondering about human performance overall when you want to be in direct contact with this professionals you just go on the app you ask them questions they they're going to guarantee answer your questions because sometimes you go on other social media and you try to get in touch with these people mm-hmm. And uh, you not always get the attention you need or the attention you should be getting. And any questions, it is guaranteed that you're going to get all the attention and all the answers. And uh, really through explanation about whatever you're asking. That's cool. We're just trying yeah. to get knowledge out there, you know, and make knowledge uh, a little more accessible. And in my case, if you ask me a question, I try not only to give you knowledge, but also wisdom. 
So I love so you can that. find you on the app as well. You can find me on the app. You can okay, find cool. several other swimmers, Olympians from different sports and uh, people who actually work with me, who have coached me, who have helped me achieve success. They're also on the app. So it's just um, just a nice platform to be to be around and, and it's good for for people to jump in while still not huge this you know yeah because i i do think it's going to be big and any question um, that's the name of it any question just so we'll, uh, that's cool so for anyone who's listening if you want uh to check out what he's talking about we're going to throw this in the we'll get the website from you give it to george absolutely we'll throw that in the show notes so just check, well, check out the show notes it. and you can uh go right from there and, and, uh, and where see can people exactly find what he's talking about on instagram Bruno Freitas, the only one. Okay. Uh, I have the blue check while they still not charging for it because screw Twitter. I'm not paying for that thing. <laughs> and, Damn, uh, not so an Elon Musk fan. Is that your Twitter, I'm Twitter total, or Instagram? I'm a total Elon Musk thing fan, but I just I just don't think I should be paying $8 to have a blue check on my Twitter. Fair. Uh, I All mean, right. I'm, if I was a journalist, maybe. But <laughs> All right, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Just, all right there's a whole other rabbit hole we can do a whole yeah, podcast we'll, on that we're not going down <laughs> we don't touch that one yet but thank, thank you, you so this much for being on man this was awesome yeah, thank you guys you. for having me nice talk and uh hopefully come more often here take yeah, the drive for yeah, some man, course you want. yeah let's do some training together you guys can make me stronger here for sure for sure all right thanks guys awesome